Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice. Rejoice. Lord's like, rejoice always. Rejoice, even in 2020, which can be like hard. Like, what do I got to rejoice in, you know? So when I say rejoice, when the church says rejoice, we can only rejoice in something that happened, right? Rejoice literally means to go back to some joy and to enjoy it again. Right, so if I'm rejoicing, if we're called to rejoice, we have to rejoice in some joy that happened, and we're supposed to go back to that joy and enjoy it again in the present moment. Now, rejoice makes no sense if we have a worldly perspective. Right, rejoicing in the reality of what the church, what our Lord Jesus is asking us to do, makes no sense in the perspective of the world. Suffering, sickness, death, no hope, right? This world is all that there is, right? In the midst of difficulty and suffering, the world can kind of make us focus, focus on things that actually aren't fully important or are not the end, but we can seem like this is all that there is, which is why sometimes suffering can be too much, right? Because all we do is focus on the midst of what's going on. Like, how can I rejoice in the midst of the situation? Now... If we have a Christian perspective, or even a Jewish perspective, right, because the Christian faith flew forth from the Jews, then it makes sense of why we'd be able to rejoice. Because listen, guys, the Lord himself, God of all the universe, desired to have a relationship with us, a personal relationship. That was always his plan. He created us for the sake of allowing his own divine life to be in us, of this relationship, and yet sin destroyed that. Sin literally separated us from the reality of God himself, of the ability to actually experience life, an eternal life, right? There was a consequence, right? This is the whole reality of why sin, suffering, death is even present. But yet, I think sometimes we can forget that there is actually like an eternal consequence, right, to the actual reality of sin. And the Jews, right, God himself still desired that the plan of friendship and salvation and eternal life still be given, even to us who didn't deserve it. So he calls a people, he calls the Jewish people, and he's like, listen, through you, is going to come a savior, right? So they're like always waiting. If you read all the Old Testament, even in the gospel today, people are going to John the Baptist and they're like, hey, are you the savior? Are you the Messiah? Are you the one that is to come? Why? Because they are constantly having, right, this perspective, not of the world, but of the heaven, of heaven. Ba'a. Like there's going to be a savior and he's going to change things. He's going to destroy the reality of sin. He's going to destroy the reality of death, right? I'm going to be able to have new life, Right, so they're constantly looking through the prophets, the reality in the gospel, like I said, through John the Baptist, like, are you him? They were constantly focused, not on the difficulty and suffering, the reality of what was going on in the present time, but they're like, no, there's someone who's coming, and we're constantly looking, because when he comes, he's going to change everything. And yet, 2,000 years ago, my brothers and sisters, that someone was Jesus Christ who came, Right, to which all of a sudden the wise men and people are coming and bearing gifts to this baby because they're like, now everything changes. Now the reality of which suffering and death has, it doesn't have the last word anymore. That now in Jesus Christ, there actually is the ability of salvation, of eternal life. It's so funny, sometimes we can forget that you were not born in church. We were not born in church, we were born in sin, we were literally born separated from the Lord, and without Jesus Christ, we ain't getting anything. 
We're not even able to be able to have the ability of eternal life. And it's like, this is something to always rejoice in. Because even in the midst of the difficulty and the suffering and the reality of how hard 2020 has been, there's still something greater, my brothers and sisters, that's beyond 2020. The fact that you have a place in heaven. That this world will pass away. The sufferings are not the end. That they will move in the name of Jesus to a place of experiencing greater freedom and peace. That this is not your home. To rejoice in the fact of, listen, Jesus Christ who suffered and died, grant us the ability and the gift of eternal life. I mean, I for myself, like, I lived a life completely apart from the Lord for a long time. I mean, the sins that I have committed should never have granted me the ability of being able to experience a love and relationship. But because of Jesus Christ, I am able to experience the forgiveness of sins. Regardless of the suffering that I've ever experienced, that's something to rejoice in. The fact of forgiveness, the fact of mercy, the reality that I still have a place in heaven, that even in the midst of whatever's going on, that this is my perspective. I'm not looking from the world to heaven, but I'm looking from heaven down to the world. My perspective is a heavenly perspective, which is why St. Paul in, the God, in, in Romans, in chapter 8, he says, like, I consider the present sufferings as nothing compared to the glory that's going to be revealed, right? He's constantly thinking of, yes, this suffering's hard. It's not fun. It's difficult. But yet, my mind is not fixed and focused just on this, but it's fixed and focused on the reality that because Jesus Christ suffered, died, and the reality of a relationship with him, I have eternal life, which is greater than any suffering that I could ever go through, that this will pass, which is why we can rejoice. This is the whole, rejoice in what? Rejoice in the fact that 2,000 years ago, God himself became man in a little baby so that he could take upon our own suffering and grant us the gift of eternal life to which we didn't deserve. Right? And be able to elevate us into a status of eternal life. The gift of being able to have a relationship and salvation. Like it changes everything. Sometimes I think we can forget what we lost. And also forget what we have. Sometimes we can literally just forget. It can be kind of this habitual thing that it's Christmas and you know, we go through our lives and we have a relationship with Jesus. And, and we forget the reality that when Jesus did this, he changed everything. It wasn't just some small act, but it's an act that literally has perpetual meaning, which is why 2,000 years from this point, right, all the way back, it literally has the meaning it had when he was born and the resurrection, the reality of the redemption of our lives still has meaning now because that act changed everything. We can rejoice. Before Jesus, there was no hope. All they had was hopefully they would become the reality of Savior. There was no Savior yet. There was this eternal separation. They couldn't do anything, and yet now in Jesus, we actually have the ability to hope. We call Christmas a season of perpetual hope. Why? Because of Jesus. Because even in the midst of our sickness and difficulties and suffering, that we can rejoice because we have such an amazing Savior. That's what we call him. We call him Savior. Because he saved us from our sins. He saved us from a reality and a state that we ourselves could not save ourselves. Like, that's something to rejoice in. Right? That like... This world is not the end, that we are not, this is not our home. We have to recognize that Jesus Christ literally came to make sure that we can have access to our true home in heaven, because we're just passing through. We are passing through, my brothers and sisters, and we can rejoice in the midst of difficulty and suffering. That's not to deny it. Oh, no, because suffering hurts, and it's not fun. Death is real, and it's not okay, and there's a sadness there. And yet Jesus, in his love and mercy, did not want death to happen eternally to us. Though we will experience a bodily death in Jesus, we don't have to experience an eternal death anymore, separation from him forever. 
That's something to rejoice in. The reality of being able to have new life in Christ. That you can begin again every single day. Every single day you might fall, but you can get right back up through God's mercy and you can keep moving. That he can change your life in one moment through the gift of his mercy. That was not able to happen before Jesus. It was not able to where him to make all things new. Where he's drawing good from all things. Only Jesus Christ, by the power of the Spirit, can draw good from all things. But before Jesus, that wasn't happening. Right? I mean, we live in a time where things can change like this because of Jesus. That we can live in hope and we can rejoice because what he did changed everything. But if we can struggle to not live in a heavenly mindset, then we're gonna get stuck in the sufferings and the difficulties and we're gonna make them greater and bigger than what they really are. My brothers and sisters, there's something greater here than 2020. There's someone greater here than 2020. His name is Jesus, and he loves you and desires a deeper relationship with you. He desires for you to not focus and fix so much on the suffering, but the reality that in the suffering, he will draw good from it, that he will move you from a place of suffering to experience the gift of eternal life that you are passing through. This is not our home. It will crumble. It will. It's inevitable. But yet when we have a mindset of heaven, that I'm going towards heaven, at this suffering, this difficulty will not always be my lot because of Jesus. We're able to move and rejoice even in the difficulty because I'm not rejoicing in the suffering. I'm rejoicing at the fact that in Jesus, through this suffering, I will merit eternal life. That I still have a place in heaven. That though the reality of my life of sin, where I've fallen and I've abandoned and rejected the Lord, that in the name of Jesus, through his blood, I have been granted the gift of forgiveness. That mercy still exists. Guys, things are going to go up and down for the rest of your lives. And the one thing that will remain constant is mercy and forgiveness. No matter whatever happens, that will remain constant. As crazy as things may become, Jesus' mercy remains constant. Why? Because 2,000 years ago, he did something, and that something remains till forever, and that's something to rejoice in. I'm really glad that this isn't my home. I don't want to stay here. I'm really glad that, uh, that my sins haven't kept me away from the Lord. I'm really glad that Jesus has granted me new life. I don't think a lot of us want to stay here. But yet when we can not fix and focus on the heavenly reality of who we are, that we're sons and daughters of God, that he literally sent his son to die for us so that we can have eternal life, that he has prepared a place for us in heaven, that we're just passing through. When we don't have this mindset, my brothers and sisters, Gaudate Sunday and rejoicing makes no sense. We can't rejoice in 2020 if we don't have the perspective of heaven, my brothers and sisters. And that's what Gaudete Sunday is all about, is being able to remind us once again that we're just passing through, that Jesus did something, and that something changed everything. And that you, in every single moment, no matter what difficulty you might be going through, Jesus Christ, since he suffered, died, and rose, grants the ability of new life, of drawing good from all things, that this is not the end. I'm really grateful to the Lord Jesus that this is not the end. I'm really grateful that one day I will be able to enter into the gift of heaven and experience a joy and a love to which I have longed for, to which I don't deserve, to which we don't deserve, but that's what Jesus wants. 
And that's what he wanted. And so again, my brothers and sisters, this is the reason why we rejoice. Not in something. Never forget this. We do not rejoice in something, but we rejoice in someone. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen.